0: Zach, welcome back. Episode five, Coaching and Reversions.
1: Yeah, number five, man. And this one, it's up my alley. It's, uh, it's a topic that I reckon Very I might much be able to give alley. a few, a few good uh, tips and tricks and strategies and things on, especially like with my experience and, and what I've done with social media, but you as well from like the bird's eye view of marketing and gym management and stuff like that. So this, this episode is going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think I'm actually more keen to hear what you have to say than what I have to say. I've got a couple of tips and points about what we talk about, not and just they're just like efficiency marketing tips, sort of things with how to use social media. But I think, I mean, the general episodes like how gyms can use social media more effectively to get members. And I think this is yeah. going to be, I think you're going to be king of this. I'm, I'm, I'm actually keen to learn from you.
1: Yeah, great. Cause uh, I've been, <laughs> I've been running the, I've been like, I've got my own social media stuff and that's been going pretty well, but I've been running the gym's Instagram page basically since I came on as a coach and that's been sort of, you know, coming on three or four years or more, no, five years nearly. So, uh, I've got a little bit of experience and I've tried so many different things. I've tried things that have worked, trying things that haven't worked and, and so, yeah, I've got a, I've got a pretty cool perspective on it. I don't know where you want to start though.
0: Yeah, cool. I guess... I guess one thing that I wanted to start on was using social media differently to what other people in your area are doing. One, I think, one of the most common mistakes that I've seen from a social media perspective is gyms just copying what other gyms do and posting the same stuff or the same content, the same frequency. And while I think a lot of the content what they post is is still relevant, making sure that you almost use social media to showcase why you're different is probably a cool little, um, I guess, tactic to start separating yourself from the other gyms, not just trying to fit in with them.
1: Dude, 100%. I mean, I often think about what the purpose of a local gym's social media is. And um, it might be different to what other businesses or other brands or other companies use social media for, For like like Nike is going to use social media for mass selling or mass marketing and getting their pictures or videos of their products out there. But a gym social media, man, like the way I try and use it for our gym, CrossFit Confront, is to show the community. I mean, we're showing the world, but we're really trying to show the local community of our town or city what we're all about, what our people are like, what our coaching is like, what the experience in the gym will be like. So copying something else from another gym and sort of trying to replicate or one-up another gym or another yeah. business is never going to be a good strategy. like you're hundred better off just show, showcasing what you're all about, what makes your gym unique and what makes you guys special because like every CrossFit gym is unique and that's what that's what is so cool about uh, the crossFit model. like every gym's unique so every gym's got a bit of a story to tell and you can do that very well through different social media platforms and different sto- social media. So sort of strategies or guidelines, yeah.
0: Sure. And from my perspective, seeing the really popular social media, uh, on social media, seeing the really popular affiliates out there are the ones that actually go out of their way to do things differently. They're the ones that have the cojones just to be like, screw that, I don't want to look the same as every gym. We're actually going to lean into what makes us different and we're just going to showcase that. Because not only will that help us get better results, but then people go, oh, this this looks different doesn't just look the same as every other
1: gym yeah and you definitely don't want to portray your gym differently online compared to when someone walks in for the first time because if it's a little bit different or if it's if it's not what the person's expecting they're going to get a shock they're going to be confused and they're going to their mindset's going to be quite scattered as to what's going on or 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 what the truth or what the what people are really like so you just stay pretty honest and true about like what your gym facility is about and tell that story on social media and people that are attracted to what your gym is about are going to be interested and hopefully come in and they're going to be they're going to feel already like they know the place as well hopefully when they when they walk in based off what they've seen
0: sure i think if you put on a fake persona of what you are compared to what the reality is it's almost it's basically lying you're you've put up a falsehood of how you're trying to showcase the gym. And when someone comes in and sees that it's not like how you've tried to perceive it, they're going to feel like they've been lied to. It's not going to start off on building a good relationship. So while you might think, Oh, I'm going to get more people in the door doing this. If they, the purpose is not getting them in the door, it's getting them in the door and then keeping them.
1: Yeah, dude. And like you want to showcase your gym in the best light on social media, but there's a few ways that you that we sort of found that you sort of can have success to do that. Like you want to actually spend a little bit of time each week sort of planning out what you want to put up online. And so every Monday I sit down, it only takes me 30 or 40 minutes now that I'm sort of used to it and I can get more than a week done in that time. Um, plan out, plan out posts, plan out a few things for social media for the week. And I used to do it every day. A post for the day and a few different things each day but now I plan it out mostly ahead of time and and I feel like I'm more organized that way but what we've done in the gym is we've invested in a photographer a couple of different times now and we've just got this huge stockpile of very very good photos um, that we basically just have at our disposal one of one of my biggest problems I with posting on social media in the early days of when I was doing it for the gym was, I was taking photos on my phone and that's fine um, if you wanna start off like that, but you quickly run out of good photos and you're sort of, the, the photos aren't that great quality. So if, if you wanna invest in like a photographer or something that obviously a photographer knows what they're doing with photography. So they're gonna take good photos, get good lighting, good angles and that sort of thing. And we, we did that with a few classes and we've got just Hundreds and hundreds of really good uh, photos to use, and that just having good images is going to make showcasing your gym so much easier. Showcasing your gym in a good light so much easier.
0: I agree with the whole like approach there. I think gyms shouldn't be thinking, "Oh, I'll just come get a photographer to take photos and we're good." I think arranging for you know them to come in once a month for four months and then getting a whole gallery of photos. And the agreement being like, hey, we'll pay you X amount and you just give us all the photos. Yeah. And that way you've got as much content as possible and stuff that you can really use for different workouts, for different movements when you're talking about different things. But the more important aspect is as well is you've got quality content that you can post whenever you want. It's not not like I have to go use my phone. And you can tell the difference in quality between posting on your phone and having like a nice quality photo that's been taken on a good camera with a good lens.
1: Yeah, dude. And I mean, it's an outlay to get a photographer in, but what we actually found was it was well worth the money. Like, we got it, we had a photographer once a quarter, basically the last few quarters, and we've just got all these photos and all this great content. And if some, if, if a lot of people might say, Oh, I don't even know what to, we'll get into what to write for, for text and copy late, I'm sure down, down in this conversation, but looking at good photos or looking at good video inspires. Good text and good copy—that's uh, something that I've definitely found. Like, I, when I look at good images, I'm like, "Cool! I can write a whole story." Even if it's even if the caption's not that long, you can come up with anything with with good images. Like, that, like a, an image tells a thousand words, and and it's so much easier to write write something cool, catchy, sure. uh, inspiring, informative with with good images. So, I 100% recommend people getting some photography in
0: for for photos. Yeah, great. You mentioned on Mondays you go about actually planning out what your content's going to look like. What's the structure there? Like how do, you, how do you go about Are you thinking matching it to the workouts? Are you thinking about educational content versus entertainment content? Like how are you approaching how you're going to do content for the week?
1: It's a pretty good mix and and I'm not really set in stone with any sort of structure or anything, but Jason, the gym owner, came up with a bit of a weekly sort of strategy and really, vaguely, like on Monday, we'll talk about either a coach or a system, or in or how, in some way, the gym is professional. Tuesday might be—I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look at the little guideline that we came up with. But Tuesday might be something uh, inspiring that a person has done. And this is where this will this is where I'll get back to when you've got good photos of people. You, you pick up a photo of John that's from the five thirty class or Sally from the 6.30 class. If you've got a million photos, then you can write a story of how CrossFit helps them in five minutes or less. I mean, Wednesday, we might talk about the different services that we've got. Thursday, we might do like an athlete of the week every week or something like that. Pick an athlete and talk about or highlight something cool that they've done or some achievements. And then Friday, we might just talk about the community. And just even having a very vague guideline like that Gives you some sort of baseline structure of what to talk about, and I feel like it just prompts you to just think about what to write on different days or what sort of feeling or emotion that you want to try and portray in the social media post. And like I sit, I like I said, I sit down for about thirty or forty minutes on a Monday, plan it for the week. Um, sometimes even a little bit more, and sort of just go from there. And I just have pictures and text ready to post. Uh, each day of the week and like i said nike might use social media differently than a local gym uh i use a lot so of so they should so they should nike's, i use a,
0: nike's game is just to be seen everywhere
1: yeah but i and mean local like not, businesses yeah not, not even not even no nike like my daily crossfit tip instagram that is so yeah. much different the strategy is so much different to the way i run the gym's instagram and Facebook and social media, like my personal reels, they're all a minute long and they're all trying to get through as much catchy information and be as informative uh, and not in your face, but like catchy as possible. Whereas the gym social media, um, I'm trying to put portray images of everyday people or people working out, having a good time, high-fiving. Every photo is basically of someone smiling when they're working out or looking comfortable, looking like they're enjoying it, um, like we, I, I feel like gyms will have a really good sort of social uh, social media success with photos and good text. That's my personal opinion.
0: Um, sure, I think something that you hit on there, which is super important, that all gyms can take away from, is highlighting the members. Mm. Not only is that an amazing retention tool, but it, it personalizes your gym for outside people a lot. They start seeing a more personal side to how you're approaching things. You're not just talking about fitness and CrossFit all the time. They're seeing the personalities that are in the community. And then it makes the members in the community feel good because you're like sharing their story and being like, look how amazing this person is.
1: Dude, 100%. And that takes takes me to another thing. With social media and with gyms, I'm not the biggest expert on the... Instagram and Facebook algorithm, but I really get the feeling that with gyms or somehow with our types of businesses or audiences, the posts only get pushed to your followers or the people that like your page. So what I'm saying is uh, CrossFit Confront, I post a picture on Facebook and Instagram, only a small percentage of people see it and it's 100% of them are people that come to our gym and follow the page. It's not getting pushed out to the greater public naturally. Um, And I'm not sure if they build that in a way so that you have to pay for Facebook and Instagram marketing and that sort of thing, but there are a few little ways that you can work around it. So basically what, what we do is always tag everybody that's in the posts and not just tagging them, but on Instagram, there's a really cool little collab feature. So you collab the Instagram posts and it's up to the individual if they want to accept it. But what the collab feature will do is just say it's a picture of me doing a thruster. CrossFit Confront will post it, collab me, and I'll accept the collaboration. But all of a sudden, it's not just posted to CrossFit Confront's 1,200 followers; it's spread to my 2,000 followers, uh, and that's a good way to get the posts exposed to more people. And then that's where the, that's when the real benefit I feel like of good photography and interesting text comes in as well. Like if it's a photo of me smiling while I'm exercising, then all of my friends and family see that. It's a a professional photo. I look happy when I'm exercising, then that's what they see uh, the gym posting about. And then that's what they sort of create in their minds as to what the gym is like or what it's like, what what i'm doing every day in the gym so that's for instagram and then manually you'll have to go onto facebook and tag people and facebook has some different privacy things that people can set on their profile like if you tag me on facebook it won't automatically tag me because i'll have to go and accept it um and that's just a privacy setting that some people have turned on but if 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 it's a successful tag or if you accept the the tag then it's the same thing it's it's pushed out to a much bigger audience and and then that's what you really want to be doing
0: and really that's a much more likely audience to actually buy the product is someone is a friend of a friend is a family member of, of someone who's already in in the gym as a member right so doing yep. that is is you're right probably the biggest one of the biggest takeaways you can provide as a gym is make sure it's seen by their followers and friends as well by tagging them and what you said was right like so i who knows what the actual algorithm is doing, but it's built on a content, how much content is in the pipeline. So with Facebook and Instagram, people are posting so much content that you, you don't really get a chance to be seen organically. So you only have a small percentage of people actually seeing that pop up in their feed, and they're the people that are most likely to like and comment and look at those posts the most. So you mean it means you're only probably getting a very small percentage of your followers actually saying that and no one else unless you take on some of these strategies and try and get out there
1: yeah a hundred percent and i mean i've been banging on about the professional photography thing but when you tag and collab someone with an epic photo they want to accept it they might not really want to accept the photo of them you know cringing and with their worst (laughs) lifting face and with the worst lifting form and all that type of thing it's it's almost like a compliment it's almost like you're doing the client a favor by posting an amazing photo where they look beautiful while they're lifting, it's almost like you're doing them a favor. That what our experience is that people love it. People accept the collabs, they they accept the tags, and they almost put those p- pictures on their profile like with a bit of pride. Um, sure. Because because some people might be a bit afraid to post about the gym, but when the gym sort of highlights them uh, with a nice photo and and a little bit of an inspirational caption or 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 something along those lines then we, we see it, that, that people love it. People really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I think a cool little tactic around any gyms that are worried about the price of paying a photographer is ask your community if there's anyone in the community who's into photography. Yep, it's Guaranteed the way. there's at least one person and then just say to them, hey, look, we'll give you membership for half price or something if you're able to do this. And they're like, sure, like it's an hour of my work or two hours of my work to come in and take some photos and just process them onto a hard drive for you. Like, it's an easy easy option for them and it saves you a lot of money. So if, if that's a solution, reach out to community because I guarantee there's at least one person in your community that has some sort of interest in photography.
1: Yeah. And like with the whole social media thing really broadly, I mean, I'm not sure what you feel like, but I feel like it. even though it's only a small percentage of the, the whole community seeing your things or posts and stuff on Instagram and Facebook, um, and even a smaller percentage of them liking and commenting and that sort of thing, I still think it's super important that something's going up on social media somewhat regularly. It doesn't have to be every day, I don't think, but on a couple of times a week basis, I feel like it's still quite an important thing because you don't want to be going, you don't want a Joe Blow to be looking for a CrossFit gym in your area and going to CrossFit Confronts Instagram page and it's it hasn't posted anything since 2019 that's that's the last thing you want because then it looks like all, all the photos are old or all, all the videos are old, but then it also looks like, is this place even open? Like, are they up to date or what are they doing? So it's still important to be present, even if if it's only the small, regular uh, amount of people sort of seeing your stuff. I'm not sure what you think about that.
0: For sure. hundred percent. And I think the issue here is that Some people have weird expectations of thinking about, oh, I'm posting on social media. I'm not seeing any results from it. We always talk about from a marketing perspective, the difference between like paid advertising versus uh, posting on social media is doing things like outbound calls and paid advertising is like hunting. You're going out, you're spending money to get someone to take an action with you. Whereas using uh, using social media and just posting organically is like farming. You have to plant the seeds you have to watch it grow and you have to keep tendering to it on an ongoing basis to actually get a result from it. so don't think about posting social media hey i've been posting for the last six months regularly and i haven't seen an uptake in in results one you're probably not tracking those results well enough to actually know if the people that are coming in have seen your social media but two more importantly social media and just content is a long game so just being there being relevant is is a massive key to doing that, and like we've been talking about, I think it has a big play internally with your with your members as well. One thing that I, I like what you've been sort of reaching out on is how to leverage the social media to get like the tagging to get better results and one one thing that we've spoken about in the previous episode is you know creating b2 b relationships so remember there's people in your community that are following the local cafe page as well and the lo- other local businesses in um, in your local community as well. So, using the same sort of collab features that Zach's been talking about with people, you can also do them with businesses, because they're, you're going to have a local community that are only following those local businesses. It's not going to be people from, you know, Egypt. They're going to be other people yeah. in your area. So, if you can do the similar sort of thing and post some some information about local businesses or get them to post about you or some sort of promotion or something that you're running, you're able to get more of that reach by leveraging other businesses in your area.
1: 100% dude. and even super super th- simple things like we've got a we've got you know 30 classes a week but we've actually developed a bit of a subculture in our gym where we have these things called clubs and every Friday we've got a croissant club where the 5:30 class after the morning class they go and have a coffee and a croissant at the cafe right next door and we can post about that and post about how cool Croissant Club is and how much the community enjoys it. But we can also tag and include that cafe in it and it gets their entire audience in, involved because they share it and they tag and all that type of thing. And it's just this building this big network of sort of t- like tags and social media connections and things. The share, like basically what I'm getting to is tagging people and share getting people to share things is is going to boost boost you up in the algorithm and boost how many people see it as well
0: for sure i yeah i, re- I really like that i i really love giving it a name as well because then people want to be part of it if you name it if you just mm. have people going to coffee in the morning and no one talks about it then people are just going to coffee But calling yeah. it like croissant club people are like i want to be part of croissant club yeah
1: creates hype and buy-in and everything yeah for
0: sure i love that dude that's awesome um, do you
1: have any, do you so have any what, other things on strategy? Because I've got some pet peeves I want to I talk about.
0: <laughs> well, look, one, I guess if we're talking about strategy before, one thing I want to talk about later was some really easy ways to leverage social media without a bunch of your time. But about strategy is, so when we're talking, when we're posting to people on social media, we're usually talking to two types of audiences, which these are people that aren't, don't really know much about you and your business or people that do know about your business but haven't really taken the, the step to actually come and contact you and become like a lead. So they're two people that we are trying to target on social media with organic posting. And there's a bit of a difference with how you actually communicate with those people, which leads me into something that I think is under-leveraged for 99% of gyms out there, which is talking about not talking about your programming and you know areas like that, but talking about the problems that people are experiencing before they come into your gym. Talking about the fact that you know if you're overweight, if you're not fit, if you're having trouble with footy season, if you're trying to get stronger, you know if you've got a sore back, if you talk to people's problems, they want to listen to what you have to say because it's a problem that they're experiencing. So I guess the first one, the first I guess tip or tactic that I have is start thinking about common problems that your members experience, and talk about them and provide solutions for them, and that's the idea is them when people see that in your community who are also experiencing those problems, you become a bit of a you know authority figure on how to overcome that because you've been talking about it.
1: Yeah, and so second, this is,
0: this yeah, is something ahead. that
1: we, we we learned from you, like working with yeah, you, yeah. I, identify a problem and then what is it, agitate <laughs> the problem and then present yeah. the solution because for any health and fitness problems, the CrossFit gym's the answer, man. So you've just got to, you, like like you just said, hey, do you have trouble like walking up the stairs? How do you feel like when you're at the top and you're puffed yeah. and you're out of breath? Like if you come in and work out, we can actually help you with with your fitness and with your health and you won't be puffed when you walk up the stairs type thing. And it can be as simple as that.
0: For sure. And you've just hit on like the key it's like a copy framework of PAS problem, agitate that problem and then offer them a solution. And you percent like if you if we talk less about our programming and more about the problems that people are experiencing. I can almost guarantee, and I would almost willingly put money on it, that you'd see an increase in the amount of people that are actually engaging with those posts. 100%. And the, the second one is is the audience that you know is interested, but they're not quite there in actually reaching out to you and, and making that commitment, right? They could be at a lo, another local gym and they want to try something different and, they, and they've been following your page and they see a couple posts. What we need to do with these people is reassure them that we can actually help them. And the best way that we can reassure people is with testimonials. Mm. And I think under using te- not using testimonials is enough is probably the biggest mistake that most gyms out there are making. Like you cannot, you cannot overuse a testimonial. They should be like all throughout your gym. They should be all throughout your social media. They should be all over your website. If you go look up any successful marketer and you go look at their pages, their sales pages and their websites, half the page will just be testimonials because all they're trying to get around is like the risk that they can't deliver. They're overcoming that by just showing huge amounts of evidence. So that's my second tactic is show more testimonials because I guarantee, again, you're going to get a lot of people that are sitting on the fence that you can help push them over. Yeah, that, they yeah were you my can, two tactics.
1: You can go super high level with that and get someone to sit down and you can record a whole interview with them if you like and cut up bits and pieces out of the interview and it, it's Scott telling you how how much it's changed his life and now you can play footy with his grandkids and all that sort of thing or you can just jump in hey Scott tell me about how much crossfit's helped you and do an Instagram story and tag me in that it can be you can be as high level or as and highly produced or as simple as you like as well we do that sure. we do that all the time
0: and there's no reason why you can't pull out your phone like this with the member next to you and be like yeah hey Scotty how what have you? What's happened to you over the last three months? And Scotty goes, "Oh, i just pr my back's gone. I've gotten fitter. My back pain's gone." Yep. Thirty-second video. It's awesome. People are going to love it. That are really not sitting on the fence.
1: Yep, and and people people love highly edited stuff, but they equally love off the cuff, organic, authentic, real, rigided sort of experiences and and emotions. So that sort of thing stuff that sort of thing works really really well.
0: Awesome. All right. Hit me with your pet peeves,
1: Zach. I want to hear these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said before, heaps of content on social media is great, but I don't think coaches should be using phones and using social media when classes are going. So this is my number one pet peeve, basically. Like yep. there's a bunch of gyms that I, I know, I'm not going to name and shame any, but I know it's a coach when they're coaching, putting up Instagram stories and it's just something that grinds my gears and I mean, the content's great. I love the content and I love the fact that it shows people working out. But that's something that you should be doing if you're maybe you should start, if you're the owner, you should stick around for a little bit and do that. You shouldn't be doing letting a coach do that during class just because if they're doing that, what are they not doing? It, it's clearly they're not coaching or that they're not paying attention. They're not, you know, obviously looking for safety or that, and they're definitely not looking for seeing any seeing or correcting or cueing or anything like that. So, my biggest pet peeve is coaches, not coaching and posting on social media during classes. Even if it's something as simple as a five or 10 second Instagram story, I, I honestly think it's just a, a no bueno and, and stick oh. around in the next class that you're not coaching in for five minutes and, and post a few little stories or something. Um, that's my biggest one, but those, those, that content is amazing. So I definitely recommend you stick around and do it because then you, you can get real life footage of real people working out, and then you can go and tag them. And like I said, people love being tagged and stuff and they share and reshare and all that type of thing. And so I see really good success with it, but yeah, coaches don't do it when you're coaching. That's, that's my number one thing. I agree.
0: You know, what it's, you know what you're not thinking <laughs> about? You're thinking, oh, well, I get really good social media. What you're not thinking about is, but I'm not giving my members a good experience because I'm not coaching them. Therefore, I'm giving a shit product, yep. which is going to hurt you a lot more than a good social media.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, 100%. That's the biggest one. The only other pet peeve would be something that's just a little bit dated in the CrossFit, CrossFit sphere on social media, like posting pictures of anyone doing, you know, the heaviest deadlift in the world with the worst form or posting pictures of people with busted up hands because they did...
0: Still happens occasionally
1: it still happens occasionally and i just roll my eyes and i cringe and i just feel sick in my guts every time i see it because you know it's not painting a good picture for you, your gym for starters but it's not painting you a good picture for every crossfit gym out there when when someone a gym especially is posting anything with terrible form or or someone with busted up hands it's it's one of the most off-putting things in the world for potential clients for people that are you know, on the fence. Oh, I don't know if I want to try CrossFit. I'm a little bit scared. Should I? Should I do it or should I not? And they see that and they're like, "I'm not doing that. No, no freaking way." Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that's, a, that's the reason we go with the strategy like posting nice photos of people clearly enjoying exercise and clearly, you know, having smiling when they're having a cool down stretch and that type of thing. So that's that's the way we go with our social media. They're my two biggest pet pet peeves.
0: Yeah, look, I've got a solution for number one, which is something that I spoke to a gym about recently. They were like, I don't know what to post and I don't want to just post photos because I, you know, I like the idea of posting reels and video content. And I went great. You want a really easy way is stick around. Like you said, with the owner, you can buy mics on Amazon that hook up to your phone wirelessly, hook up your trainer with a microphone and you can sort of follow them around from a distance. And hear the audio really, really well of them actually coaching people in your yep. gym, and just by providing that, by providing that actual coaching experience, how many gym, how many boxes out there do you see right now that are actually providing footage with good audio, even if you're filming on your iPhone and it looks a lot more professional, and you actually yep. get to see what the what the coaching's like, or if you want to just do it at the very start, just record the brief and stand from the back behind, like amongst the people watching with them with the mic on so you get really good audio and you can hear them actually walking through the brief for the class. Yeah, and That's some really cool uh, footage that you can post on social media that's different from what other people are posting. Like.
1: 100%, especially if you've got a really engaging and enthusiastic and fun coach. Um, and those mics, you can pick them up. I bought one for 50 bucks off Amazon and it's what I do all my content with. If you want to check out, uh, I know CrossFit Ducks in Brisbane, they do a little bit of that. I've never met the Ducks yeah. guys or, the, or 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 the coaches there, but I've seen them post a few little fantastic little uh, reels of the coach coaching, and then you get a bit of a so, you get the, the public gets a bit of an experience of oh that's what a class is like that's what happens so,
0: yeah and Greg's really big in the photography like Greg does photography and stuff he's bit done yeah. photos of Torian and stuff as well so he's owner of Ducks so he's into this stuff right. So that can give you some ideas. and You don't have to go spend $3,000 on expensive equipment. You can buy a $50 mic off Amazon that hooks up to your phone and use your phone to record a coach is giving a brief. Yeah.
1: Follow, follow gyms like CrossFit Ducks. They do a good job with their social media. Follow gyms like um, CrossFit Torian. I feel like they do a good job with their social media. They're this huge, in my opinion, maybe a slightly intimidating gym, but they're not posting ugly deadlifts. They're posting good fun things on their Instagram. If you want to check out CrossFit Confront, that's what I'm posting on. And that's if you want a, a bit of an idea of the types of photos we're using, the types of copy and text that I'm putting up, follow that. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much got all everything out that I want to say on posting for social media yeah. for gyms.
0: Awesome. I think as well, everyone should go follow daily CrossFit, uh, daily training tips now uh, yep. and all Zach's pages because he, he again, He shows you how to fit in good content into a short period period of time, and doing it without needing ten grand worth of expensive equipment, but just putting out quality content.
1: Yeah, and actually, the last thing I will say is, and it's it's not a pet peeve, but it's just something I don't see really working too well is is CrossFit gym businesses trying to follow like Instagram trends or Facebook trends. Just show what your community is about. Just post good stuff and talk about your people and your services. In a fun and inspiring way, rather than trying to follow some, you know, gimmicky trends just to get likes, because that's not the goal of of a gym's Facebook and Instagram, in my opinion. It's it's no, to show it's I, I, it's to show off who you are and what you do and how much you help people.
0: Yeah, it's not about don't don't get caught up in how many views and likes that I've got. You want to get no. people actually engaging in that content because they want to come into your gym, not because yeah. some dude in three cities away, that's five hours away, liked it because he thought your video was funny. That's irrelevant. You're you're a local business, not an online business. And like I said at the very start, my very first point was do things that separate yourself, not that just fit in with what everyone else is doing.
1: 100% dude, yeah.
0: Awesome. I think that's an awesome episode. Thanks, everybody, for checking in. Uh, We'll see you in the next one.
1: Thank you.